Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome in, Rob Black in your money. Show dedicated to getting your retirement, show dedicated hopefully to make retirement as smooth as possible so you can retire kind of in comfort, kind of the golden years, enjoy them, not like the golden girls did, but like the way you envision them. Rob Black Show, it's robblackshow.com. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. I think one of the things that's toughest to do is taking a decision. A lot of opportunities are created, but to take a decision. And one of the tougher things to do is rebalancing. It's clear the market's charged ahead, expecting tax reform. A lot of people may be sitting in a position right now where they can't really handle you know, volatility going forward because it's tough to take that decision. You know, What if I sell one day too early? What if I buy one day too early? Or even worse, how do you start this whole process? Well, the first thing that you have to do is review your lineup. Um, so most people, the majority of their assets are in their 401ks, IRAs, and Roths. So review what you're investing in. And that even comes down to index funds versus ETFs. A lot of companies like Vanguard and Fidelity have cut fees in their index funds. So what are you sitting in right now? I mean, that's the first thing you have to do is if you're in managed funds for large cap and mid cap, there's a 90% probability they're underperforming the index. So that's maybe the first step is to switch the managers there potentially. Um, but so you got to review what you're investing in, especially bonds and then also sectors. So some people think they're diversified because they own a lot of stuff, but they're all in say last year, biotech or healthcare. And then you have to review your investment policy. And if you don't have one, you need to get one. And this is basically your own family's pie chart, um, how much you should have in each asset class, not just stocks and bonds, but within stocks, large cap, mid cap, international. And when do you rebalance? And you should let some sort of drift occur um, where if you start off and your goal is 20% large cap or something like that. I mean, that's not a recommendation, but that's just an example. And it 
changes by more than 10%. So if the 20% becomes 23%, that's, that's too much. You got to trim that extra 3% off and put it into an area of the portfolio that hasn't done as well. So that forces you to buy, uh, to sell high and buy low. So once you review your investment policy and you get one, then you'd have to realize, okay, how do you react to a correction? Back in January, February kind of time frame, did you get really scared or did you look for cash underneath your mattress to go out and try to find more stocks to buy or more you know, ETFs or index funds to buy? Um, so how do you react to your correction? Uh, because if, if that scared you, then maybe you're too aggressively positioned right now. Um, also review your retirement timeline because it really changes. I mean, with your, there's a 10-year mark and a 5-year mark from retirement where how you rebalance should drastically change. Um, review your tax situation. Is there anything in your taxable accounts that's causing too much of a tax hit? Like if you own real estate investment trusts or corporate bonds in your taxable account, you need to change it. And then there's two ways to do it, Rob. You can rebalance using contributions to your 401k, or you can rebalance by actually making trades. Okay. I'm kind of getting on that idea. Did you know you were just talking about a mattress? <laughs> that. <clears throat> no, you're going to like this. Police found $20 million hidden under a mattress in Boston. This is one of the stories what? out there serious? today. Yeah, yeah. Prosecutors on Thursday announced they found $20 million found under a mattress in a Massachusetts apartment that had been seized after a Brazilian man was arrested for laundering money. So, always, uh, well, I guess when you're visiting a friend's house, go to the restroom, look under their mattress. So it just wasn't in Looney Tunes cartoons growing up. People actually do that. <laughs> um, I think if you're laundering money, so is the, <laughs> is the key thought. So let's talk about who should rebalance by altering contributions. I don't want to run out of time. Yeah, so um, so contributions, you, you have two levels of, of you know, kind of risk and in, in investments. You have stocks versus bonds, but then you have asset classes underneath your stocks um, or types like large cap, mid cap, small cap, international emerging markets. So maybe your stock versus bond allocation is correct, but you're lacking within an asset class. Like you've enjoyed the run-up in large caps for the last five years, and you're missing out on small and mid. Well, if you're in your 20s to 40s, and you're mostly in stocks anyways, just start funneling your contributions towards that area in your 401k until it gets to the right level. Because, you know, you and I, we can't tell people 100% whether or not large caps are going to outperform mid cap or small cap, and honestly a large cap fund or index fund tends to hold some sm- mid cap stocks and some mid cap you know index funds hold some small stocks so funnel your contributions when you're in your 10 your 20s and 40s but when you're 10 years from retirement that's when it can drastically change because then you also have to start coming up with a goal how am i going to get 3 years worth of expenses and cash socked away somewhere inside my 401k my Roth or my taxable accounts so you have to alter your plan to come up with that goal as well. Who should rebalance by major trades? It's kind of a aggressive thought. Yeah. I mean, if you're five years or less from retirement and you've enjoyed one of the largest bull runs um, since 2009 that we've had without a major correction, uh, and you are 100% in stocks and that's really not correct for your risk tolerance and you don't have those three years worth of portfolio draws in cash, you should get on that right now. Um, or if you're drastically overweight in one sector, we see this not as much as we used to, but 
you know, people in tech then only invest in tech. So they work for a tech company. They get their paycheck from a tech company, and inside their 401k, all they're investing in is a technology fund. Um, so if you're overweight in one sector, or if those people that are out there are very conservative and you've been investing only in kind of long-term government bond fund inside your 401k, 403b, 457, um, it was a tough quarter for you in the fourth quarter of 2017-16, and, and some of those quarters could be tough going forward, and you need to really review your bond choices. Good stuff. Now, finally, what can a short-term bond or cash alternative in a 401k look like? We've got about 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're sitting way overweight in a long-term bond fund, we don't know exactly what policies are going to come out of the administration yet, and, but we do know that interest rates seem to be pushing higher, and that's not good for long-term bonds. So you can look for stable value choices or intermediate or short-term bond funds. If they don't have that in your 401k, they don't have a stable value, then you can open up a brokerage link account sometimes at Fidelity or Schwab through the 401k, and then have a larger mix, including the ability to get it CDs, FDIC-insured CDs if you need to. I listened to your show yesterday, and I learned that you like to eat McDonald's on road trips, and much, much maybe, more. Maybe you can twice. find <laughs> maybe twice a year. That's kind of like my love life. Um, you could also find Chad from two to three. Two to three Monday and Tuesdays here on AM twelve twenty KDOW. His website's newfocusfinancial.com. Newfocusfinancial.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Some days I'm going to come at you heavy with the investing commentary. Other days I'm going to say, let's learn something from something stupid or let's learn something from something in the news. For instance, um, I work at a news station. 
And Reuters just sent out a press release that basically said Google and Facebook are ruining news. I kind of agree. There was an article that was posted on Facebook where it basically said Hillary Clinton was running a sex child sex ring out of a pizza place in a Washington, D.C. restaurant. Someone reads the article, takes a gun to the store, and someone dies. There was no child sex ring. Um, now, that's an extreme example, right? But think of some of the stuff you're, you're basing opinions on in the world of investing. Um, there's a lot of miscommunication in radio and in television. There's a lot of people who don't have your best interest in mind. I have had your best interest in mind to a fault at times. Um, I could have been a lot wealthier as a younger person, but I took the, my approach was, I'm going to be Generation X. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you as I see it. When I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I won't act like a god. I won't act like a, did you make money in an up market? Did you make money in a down market? I did. I'm not going to pull that on you. I'm going to tell you the best ways to make money over time, and sometimes I won't be right. Uh, but darn, I'm going to try my best. So just know that. So I took a Gen X approach. Um, I've got a goatee. Um, I'm not apologetic about it. I, you know, uh, I'm not going to be smarter than you, but I promise you I'll outwork you. Number of football games I watched this weekend, 0.0. I'm not concerned. I don't play for the team. Oh, I saw the most heartbreaking thing. I was getting some sushi on Friday. And a mom and dad bring their kid into the sushi store. And he's got to be 24. He's got a San Diego jersey, San Diego Chargers light blue jersey on, San Diego Chargers light blue hat on. He's got two thick gold earrings. He's got a thick uh, gold watch, gold bracelet, gold necklace. Kind of a, uh, a white guy living in the hip-hop culture look, which is not necessarily the best look. And to me, there was a lot of sadness because... If that were my kid, I'd be like, that's not really what I was imagining when you were 13 and when you were 7, I was teaching to ride a bike, when, you know, you went to prom. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is a record producer. Maybe something, maybe looks are deceiving, right? But I once wrote a story when I was in college about a, a man who, the simple part of the story is, I'm walking behind a, a man and his daughter, a man and his daughter. I'm walking behind her and she's, she's beautiful. She's like six, seven. She's going to a birthday party. You could see the K, you could see the, uh, presents in her arm. You could see the, uh, beautiful party dress she's got on. And I'm walking behind him, walking behind him, walking behind him. I'm catching up with him. And as I walk past, I look back and bam, she's got Down syndrome. And she, it, it stunned me. And the point of the story was, was I wonder how the dad felt. You know, the day he dressed her up, was she the most beautiful girl in the world or, or was she, you know, a less pretty version of what society considers, uh, because of Down syndrome? And, you know, as I've gotten older, the story takes on even more relevance because, good God, just to have any life in this world would be pretty miraculous versus, you know, the perfect life. Um, and sometimes it's the distance between what you get and what you want that is the most painful. Um, and that's one of the things that I continue to see time and time again with investing. And I take a little lesson in literature of 
you know, walking behind a, a dad and his daughter and, you know, having expectations that when I walk past, she's going to be this beautiful girl with beautiful teeth and beautiful smile. Um, because from the back, she is. And it's sometimes the distance between what you want and what you get that hurts the most. And I want everyone to get to retirement. And I want you to start saving today. I want you to stop believing stories that you read. Real estate's better than stocks. That's crap. Real estate's outperform, st- uh, stocks outperform real estate 400% over a 30 year period. Now, the people will tell you, but they're giving you misinformation that real estate's better than stocks. Is there some select real estate that's better? Yeah. But if you were to go with the U.S. housing index versus the SP 500 over 30 years, stock market's going to crush it. Um, can you be right? Yeah, but can I, more people, most people I know who've ever been bankrupt, it's only comes from two things, medical costs and, uh, real estate. No one has ever said, I invested in 200 shares of Microsoft and I'm bankrupt. No one. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So figure out what you want in life because the distance between what you expect and what you get, that's the most painful. I want your retirement to be golden. Um, grandparents that, you know, take the kids so that, you, you know, uh, their, their kids can go out. Grandparents who treat the grandkids like they're, you know, little human beings instead of, you know, snotty brats. Um, the ability to have that in your, in your life is more important to me because I think the more parenting we get, the better kids turn out. And we need kids. Um, from a selfish perspective, they, they raise salaries and, uh, that increases taxes. So. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Uh, there's some news out there today. Nothing is really groundbreaking. The market's moved higher on largely oil. Um, and it's nice. We'll take it. So uh, McDonald's got a nice upgrade today. So we're seeing the S P 500 up 14, the Dow up 86, NASDAQ up 54. Crude oil at one point in time in some markets as high as 55. Now it's around 52, 53. So it's holding above that 50 level and that's helped driving, you know, big oil companies higher. Um, the 10 year treasury bond sits at 2.4%. So there's a lot of people that want to refinance their house and they don't, but they should refinance their house. Uh, someone with an adjustable rate mortgage contacted me two weeks ago and said, when should I refinance my mortgage, my adjustable rate? I was like, four weeks ago. <laughs> you know, sorry. You asked, you like, you were waiting for things to go lower. You were waiting, waiting, waiting. You had your opportunity. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com.
I can admit that I like pop music like Sia. I like zombie shows. I shook it one more time with Britney Spears once in my life. You have to be able to admit that sometimes life isn't all highbrow. I'm a self-made millionaire. And I'm kind of a big deal. I love scotch, scotchy, scotch, scotch. Here it goes, down in the mouth. I'm very important. I'm very important. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. I have many leather-bound books and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I immediately regret the decision to do this Ron Burgundy bit, which is a bit he said. Um, <clears throat> with that said, I want to talk a little bit about being a self-made millionaire. And there's things that I've I've learned, and I think this is very, very true. In college, I took a playwriting class because the one thing I couldn't do was write a play. I could write essays. I could write short stories. I could write a novella. Um, the one thing I couldn't do was write plays. It, it was a concept that, you know, I, I couldn't exit stage left if I tried to. And I took a playwriting class for one of the great American playwrights. Um, and one of the things he taught me, he said, you know, go write down on a cute, on 20 index cards, things that you, 20 things that you believe in. And I think it's super, super important. So I've kind of kept that concept where if I'm reading a book, um, I'll keep index cards by if I see a sentence that I really, really like. And uh, out of all the millionaire type quotes that are out there, and I think there's plenty of them. I think it's kind of important that you write down some thoughts and kind of define yourself. Like, up markets don't excite me, down markets don't don't scare me. You know? Now, you can find that in a sentence somewhere, in some more beautiful form, for sure. But, for instance, I think getting wealthy is a state of mind. I think you have two choices when it comes to money. You could believe that it is the responsibility of other people to take care of you. Or you could believe that every citizen in a free market economy has the opportunity to become wealthy. I'm self-made. I can tell you that uh, if I didn't figure out the path that I figured out, there's a good chance that I could be selling insurance, which there's nothing wrong with selling insurance, but I wouldn't be, quote-unquote, self-made millionaire. Um, I might be managing a restaurant, which would be great, because when you manage restaurants, you stay till 1 o'clock in the morning, you use dirty mop water, you find a waitress, you impregnate her, and, and live happily ever after, right? And she goes, I married the manager. And she makes all the, the front-end people jealous. But anyway, there's a quote out there that I really like by William Feather, and it goes, wealth flows from energy and ideas. And one of the things that I do is I spend 10 minutes a day writing ideas for this show. And sometimes it's in forms of humor. You know, like, what are you going to do when you retire? I'm going to move to Mexico and open up an optometrist store. What's it going to be called? 
I, 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 I. So I will actually take the time and write that down. Um, and that's the difference between me and you sometimes. And that may be the self-made millionaire versus the guy who goes, I wish I could go to one football game a year and define myself as a guy who wears a foot jersey. Um, so you have to have ideas. The average person is operating from you know a faulty belief that money is scarce and difficult to earn. There's so many ideas out there. And that's one of the beauty, the beauty, beautiest things about that show Shark Tank. Um, you see some really, really bad ideas, but at least these people are trying and they're going to succeed because another one of my quotes is sometimes you take a, a pie in the face and sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I love pie. It's okay to take a, a chance and fail miserably. Um, you know, it's okay to say to your, your honey bunny, your sugar booger, honey, I think it's time that we move. I've got a friend right now that, oh, what a mess. Uh, her mother got into kind of some dementia. And she was one of those people who always counted on her mother. She lived with her mother. She needed money. She'd go to her mother. And then her brother's like, well, mom's demented, so it's time to sell her house and put her in a home kind of thing. And sure enough, you know, the daughter's life falls apart as the mother's life starts to age and proceed. And she sent me 10 texts last night in the middle of the night, paranoid about people stealing money from her. And she has no money. And I think sometimes you have to kind of like define yourself uh, if you're with me or, or against me. Uh, Anne Rand once wrote, run for your life from any man who tells you that money is evil. That sentence is a leper's bell of an approaching looter. Um, I agree. <laughs> you know, the average person has been brainwashed to believe rich people are lucky or dishonest. The biblical passage that states that love of money is the root of all evil has been misquoted to say that money itself is the root of all evil. Um, I just, you know, I, it, all I could say is that I disagree. And people that tell you that money is evil, I think they're wrong. I think money is incredibly opportunistic. Every year I give money to help save elephants. And it's one of the charitable things that I believe in uh, because we can't have those animals wiped off this planet. And we can't have people shooting them for essentially jewelry. Uh, there's got to be a better way to go about this. And I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. So I just give money to it. Um, Andrew Young once wrote, I have about concluded that wealth is a state of mind and that anyone can acquire a wealthy state of mind by thinking rich thoughts. I, when I was 18, I decided I want to retire when I'm 35. I want $1 million. That was my rich thought. And I knew that with $1 million, I could live off $40,000 a year till the day I die. And, you know, my thought was actually was going to be that I was going to move to California and find a beach like maybe Santa Barbara, find a nice looking woman with a good body who likes to wear almost no clothes and we could sell oranges on the beach. Um, and live off the 40000 and not tell people that we have a million dollars, but kind of just enjoy the day, so to speak. I don't want to work till the day I die. That's one of my rich thoughts. Will Rogers, who, I don't know if he said this, but he, I think he once said, I'd like to meet a one-handed economist. Uh, because they'll always say, well, the Trump economy is going to be growing because we're going to increase the debt load, but we're also going to have a massive asset buildup. But on the other hand, like all that debt, like you can't get a good, honest answer out of an economist. But Will Rogers once said, a man only learns in two ways. One is by reading and the other by association with smarter people. 
Uh, I read voraciously. I love reading. Um, I just finished the book when breath becomes air. Or when air becomes breath. And it's about a Stanford physician who is a neurosurgeon who his whole life he took the toughest choices. Like when he was in med school, he's, he didn't say, oh, I want to be a dermatologist. So your dermatologist basically got to grad, got to med school and said, oh, I want to see people's zits for the rest of my life. He's like, I want to be a neurosurgeon. I, I, I want to scrape bodies off the ground that have been in motorcycle wrecks and, and put them back together and, you know, potentially work on, you know, the, their meaning and their brain activity. But, uh, and so it is true. You get smarter by hanging out with smarter people and you get smarter by reading. There was a book series by Robertson Davies, uh, one of my favorite writers. He was a Canadian called the Depth Third Trilogy. Um, it's really tough reading. And when I was in college, I would ask everyone, what's your favorite book? Because I would then write it down and I'd go buy it. Um, so I had a whole bookshelf of people's favorite books and, Depth through trilogy was incredibly tough to get through, but it taught me, it taught me, and see, that's what I'm saying. You learn from reading books and you learn from hanging out with smart people. Depth through trilogy taught me, like, there's so much beauty in the world. And the, the opening scene is two kids playing with snowballs. One of them is a bully, and he puts a rock in the snowball, throws it at his friend, the friend ducks. Snowball hits a pregnant woman, out comes a baby, like, three months early. So the books are about, the first one is about the guy who ducked. The second one is about the guy's kid who put the rock in the snowball. And the third one is about the kid who came out early. And you see the same events in life from three different perspectives. And you kind of learn that life is a floating opera and where you are and where you see things are, are relevant. Um, and you could have the vision that you're totally correct, but take two steps to the left and you don't even know what's going on. So one of the reasons you should volunteer this weekend or any weekend is that people who volunteer and I've always found like I had a friend who's just an amazing woman, just amazingly funny, sexy, smart, uh, great sense of humor, totally gets guys who are different than women. You know, she would always get on like dating apps and find guys. I'm like, that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to go volunteer, find someone who has the same character that you're looking for, not a random swipe left or right kind of thing. So if you volunteer, you're probably going to hang out with people who have money. You're probably going to hang out with people who have character. Um, and I, I think that's a good thing and it's not a bad thing. So like one of the things that, you know, I learned, uh, you know, how you see like African aid issues and, you know, like the United States throws thousands and thousands and millions of dollars into African aid. Do you know why church groups do African aid? Like you may uh, have a Baptist church in your community and they're like, oh, we're sending our pastor over to Africa to build houses. A lot of reasons churches do it is because they don't have to go through the government ties and they could go straight to the source. Whereas the U.S. government has to deal with the Ethiopian government and nothing ever gets done. So anyway, both fortune and love befriend the bold. Live with the kings, my friends. Aim big. Have a big year ahead of you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I have webinars coming up. I've got seminars coming up. Can't wait to get in touch and talk money with you. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I can hear your pulse racing from here. Sitting next to this gun beats your heart in your mouth. Water for your knees, say 
Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Uh, it's kind of easy-pleasy, so to speak. Uh, we are in a stock market that's been a bull market for a long time, eight-plus years. And when that happens, we look at different issues on Wall Street pretty regularly, market bulls, uh, probably breathing a bit of a sigh of relief today. Yesterday, not so much. Um, there wasn't a lot of selling from Tuesday that really followed through on Wednesday. Um, some of the explanation can be seen in the stock market. So it's been kind of an interesting week, to say the least. Um, press reports indicate President Donald Trump is going to meet with the House Freedom Caucus today. And it's really odd. Um, I've got a friend who follows politics really, really closely. And you can actually see what the president's doing almost on a day-by-day basis, hour-by-hour basis. Like, whoa. So will there or will there not be a historic deal on repealing Obamacare? So that's a big question. Should I sign it? The the approval rating on the president is falling pretty fast. It's not good. It's no bueno. No bueno. Um, but Trump care, will it go or not go? Trump's approval rating is cratered. Now, why am I talking politics? This is an investment show. This is a retirement show. Uh, his approval rating has fallen to 37%. That's a new low. Uh, he has to get Congress rallying behind his agenda. But Congress also has to, in their mind, to get reelected. <clears throat> so if his base doesn't, if Trump's base doesn't like him, it's thought that Trump can't really sway the Republicans uh, because they're trying to get reelected to Congress. So this is pretty alarming stuff. Now again, tonight's going to be a big night. So, do we get a repeal? Do we get a little bit of a twist? Where do we go? Markets are climbing ahead of the healthcare vote, but a lot of people are like, let's pay attention to this. Um, I find that interesting. So, one in three Americans can't come up with $2,000. So, why is that, do you think? Is it that life is that difficult for us? So, maybe. So, let me see. I'm trying to do one more thing on the fly. Can you come up with $2,000 is a big question. One third of Americans unable to come up with $2,000 to deal with emergency. That's according to a new result uh, in a poll. Uh, That's one third. That's not you, not your brother, but your sister. Not you, not your boss, but the secretary. So um, that's a pretty big and alarming number because what happens when you need $2,000 to deal with an emergency? Sometimes you make a mistake and you invest it. Uh, not, no, you don't invest it. You pull from your investments. 
one of the biggest uh, emergencies out there, one of the most common emergencies, is medical expense. I, I've been there, personally. I remember when I was 1920. 21, 22, maybe. It was right after college. And a uh, girlfriend of my time, at the time was Juliet, and we went for a jog, and we went for a jog at 9.30ish p.m., so it's kind of late, and uh, twist my ankle, crash my knee, um, just massive blood, right? And I didn't know if I needed stitches or not. It was bleeding aggressively. Um, so went to an emergency room, and I was like, how much is it going to cost? And they said, I can't tell you. I'm like, what do you mean you can't tell me? Well, they're like, well, until we get in there, we don't know. I'm like, how much was this cost to stitch? They're like, we can't tell you. And I think that's one of our problems with our healthcare system, don't you? They can't tell you a basically stitching thing. Okay, $25 to come into the room, $25 to clean the room, doctors $100 an hour, um, equipment. They can't do that. And that's a problem. So experts advise that in your 20s, you should aim to save 25% of your gross pay. And how is that possible? Because one in three people don't have an emergency fund. So you should have the equivalent, you know, in your 30s of one year of your salary saved. How is that possible when in your 20s, you can't even have an emergency fund? One in three people don't have an emergency fund. I find that fascinating, to say the least. Let's take a quick look at some of the top stories of the day. Uh, weekly jobless claims unexpectedly climbed to 258,000. That's not a bad number. It's not great, but it's not a bad number. It's not great in recent history, but in long-term history, that's a fantastic number. Apple just bought an amazing app, and after making it like the app of the year back in 2015, they decided, let's let's just go out and buy it. Um that's kind of interesting, right? So it's a company that helps prioritize your goals. New home sales roared to a seven-month high, 592000 Home builders are doing great on that news. Oil prices have moved lower. There's a massive oversupply going on right now. Anyway, anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investment, investing, retirement, insurance, real estate, and more. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Take a break. Be right back. Anyone can see the road. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. 